Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome back to the Security Token mm-hmm. Show. This is episode 154. I am Megan. I am Peter Gaffney. And we are filling in this week for Indeed. your favorite hosts. So let's get right into it. We do have a sponsor this week. We have a special shout out to Relio. They are have been around for a little bit now. Yeah. We've worked closely with them in a few aspects, and we are super excited that they are involved in the show this week. That as you may or may not know, they're eliminating barriers to prime private equity um, as a blockchain-based software as a solution platform. Um, they allow you to trade and leverage real-world assets. You can find out more information about Relio at relio.fund to see more about their network, team, what they're building in the DeFi space, blog, and other info. So, thank you, Relio. Looking forward to more of that. And on that note, let's hop into the top five and get the week rolling. Coming in at number one, we have the Australian Securities Exchange. They've been featured on the show a couple times while back. They're taking another step forward towards tokenized asset trading. Right now, the ASX, a national exchange with 2.3 trillion Australian dollars in market cap value collectively, begin exploring the listing of tokenized bonds. Uh, ETFs, stocks, funds, and carbon credits through a trial with company ZeroCap. The exchange is testing the trading, clearing, settlement of these transactions on the Ethereum blockchain specifically. It's a great move for the industry. It brings the national exchange count up to three with the other two national exchanges for security tokens being the Boston Security Token Exchange, BSTX, and Merge over in Seychelles. So that's number one. That's it a great is. one. And honestly, later in the show, uh, I'm going to get into why they need to additionally be featured in potentially companies of the week. But let's get into I number agree. two. So as you may or may not um, may or may not have seen, we've been building out a data partnership network here at Security Token Market on our data side, where we are leveraging and kind of accumulating companies that are trailblazing within the tokenization industry. So Nosa James on our team has been leading this. And so special shout out to him. We, he's killing it. So we've added two new companies to our data partnership network. It's Stobox and Actionariat. And uh, both, so Actionariat is enabling Swiss companies to essentially tokenize equities and Stobox, um, they're doing uh, various things in the space. We've worked with them. We're actually working on some more um, industry leadership and education with Stobox. So more c- content will be coming out from both of us. Keep an eye out for that. And we're also hosting a few special um, Discord-based right, right. discussions with Stobox. So anyways, they've joined our data partnership network. We're continuing to build that out. Um, if you, we're, we're hand selecting, but we are taking kind of 
you know, recommendations as to who may be fit for that partnership. So please reach out to tips at stlmarket.com if you um, have any recommendations of who to add. That's the one right there. And Stobox is doing all this on the decentralized front, which is pretty cool. We have some now ATSs, some centralized yeah. marketplaces and decentralized solutions coming into the, the data partnership network. So we have what? Looking Real awesome. We have Realty, we have Stobox, mm-hmm. Actionariat, mm-hmm. Cryptos X mm-hmm. or Crypto Exchange and Archax. And that is a special announcement that will be coming out this week with full details. Awesome. Looking forward to that, Megan. Looking forward to that. So that's number two. Moving into number three, we actually have Ovenu once again, back-to-back weeks being featured. Ovenu was a previous STA client. They came to fruition with their full launch, kind of coming out of stealth mode, working on solutions to basically valuable, tangible, and intangible assets. But the goal of, you know, adding that to the blockchain, creating a digital twin of that via NFT, enabling companies to leverage their assets and license them out pretty seamlessly. They have an awesome solution, which I won't divulge right now but an awesome solution to really make the transaction uh, legal and feasible from one party to another without just saying, hey, I have the NFT, but do I really have the underlying asset property value and whatnot? So congrats, Ovenu. You guys actually made your, announced your recent acquisition of Iridem, which is an AI-driven valuation software and platform for portfolio management specifically. This is awesome. Comes on the back of your announcement that $400 million worth of tokenized assets valued are now on your platform. Uh, serious kudos on that. Looking forward to more making huge strides right off the bat. Will they be? Will they run it back for a third week? Let's see the way they're <laughs> moving right now. All bets are off. So uh, that leads us to number four, which is the Meta Music Token. And there's a lot to unpack here, so I'm going to try and get through it as fast as I can while being comprehensive. So the Meta Music Token is um, on the Stoker platform, and it's led by. NSMG and DECE Capital, and they're seeking to raise just over $3 million by selling 32,000 of the tokens at 100 US dollars. And this is a very interesting project because they have some huge backers to the actual music that's being tokenized. It, um, it's t- the, some of the artists featured within the six songs are Tyga, Jay Park, uh, the K-pop star Bam Bam, uh, Pentagon, and the, among others, and there's a few collaborations as well. So you really are getting a full scope of like hip hop, K-pop within the six songs that are being tokenized. So the digital securities are being issued on Algorand. Uh, so the tokens will also be held can be held in an Algorand wallet. Uh, the KYC and AML is all being done through Stoker, as fo- as well as all of the information is out there now as well. It's a brand. It, it's literally, I, I we're about to get on the phone with them. It's so new. So this is really exciting. And that's why I feel like it should come in at top four or on, at number four. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We love the blend of music and blockchain. The fact that an artist like Tyga is doing this royalty back, fully compliant I, on Algorand. Is awesome. We haven't seen anything quite like this. We've seen music tokenization. Um, we've seen Oculus do right, do things right. in this yeah, space. Glozal, yeah. So I really appreciate that this is going to bring in a little bit more mainstream. I feel they they did they depicted how many fans each of the artists is predicted to have, and it's really really big. It's a huge fan base. They, you know, with tens of millions of tw- Twitter followers. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to really do a lot for the industry. 
Great, great. And last but not least, coming in at number five, we're bringing it back to the regulation side of things. The SEC files another lawsuit, not another, but yet a new lawsuit on Dragon Shame for its $16.5 million ICO. It's just another example. The SEC is still cracking down on projects from the 2017-2018 ICO boom era. Nobody's safe. If you did something unregistered-wise, it's probably time to contact the Secure Token Advisors team, figure out how to remediate that and do things compliantly going forward to keep that project active. But essentially, the TLDR is that uh, the lawsuits relate to Dragon Chain's $16.5 million unregistered illegal public raise to retail investors right after it conducted an also unregistered pre-sale to accredited or kind of inside investors, whatever. Double whammy right there. That's closing out the top five. Hey there, everyone. It's Thor here. Happy to be back on the Security Token Show once again, this time to bring you the industry updates. There's a lot to unpack this week, so let's just get right into it. Starting us off, SK Securities, the securities arm of the second largest business group in South Korea, the SK Group, has recently announced its plans to work with DGB Daegu Bank to launch a digital asset custody business. They've already gone ahead and bought up a 9.7% stake in the blockchain development company Infinite Block. SK Securities has also stated their intentions to expand into the realm of security token offerings and NFT issuances. What will their next move be? We'll have to keep an eye out to find out. Moving over into the crypto space. Moving over into the crypto space, Galaxy Digital, the digital asset merchant bank, has given up on its plans to acquire BitGo for $1.2 billion. The deal was first announced in May of 2021, but Galaxy Digital's reported loss of over $550 million last quarter, as well as BitGo's inability to provide audited financial statements for 2021 on time, have left this deal dead in the water. Now, BitGo is seeking $100 million in damages. Well, exciting news. Well, exciting news in our space as always, but thanks for tuning in. Hello, tokenizers. Jason here, and I have your STO updates. First up, we have a movie called I Am Satoshi that is raising capital to fund itself through a security token offering. The goal of the film is not to unmask Satoshi Nakamoto, but rather create a composite of why Satoshi was created and how he was able to succeed in cryptocurrency, where so many others fell short. Now, this STO is hosted on Republic using the Film Financing Offering, or FFO, platform by Ava Labs and uses regulation crowdfunding to raise money from, you guessed it, the crowd, which means you can invest if you'd like. Now, like our crowdfund, this token offering is also running on Avalanche. Next, we have Taiga and Bam Bam with the MetaMusic token or MMT. This token is backed by royalties of up to 100% from each of six songs, including other artists in hip hop and K-pop. Stalker is hosting this token offering, which will be running on Algorand and is investable with USDT and Bitcoin. They'll be raising up to $3.3 million through multiple rounds, both public and private, with a price per token of $100 and a maturity of 25 years. That's all for this week. Check you later. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has closed just a hair below $18 billion. And it's very impressive that security tokens have been able to hold this level given the drawdown to close equity markets last week. And with crypto markets that was as much as 8% last Friday, security tokens barely budged. That's a strong sign. Dignity Gold powered ahead up over 8% last week to $2.53. 
In other news, companies on the Australian Securities Exchange could be able to trade tokenized bonds, equities, funds, or carbon credits after a successful proof-of-concept trial led by the digital asset investment platform, ZeroCap. The Melbourne-based digital asset investment platform, ZeroCap, told Telegraph it has successfully used Cinefy to bridge over its custody infrastructure onto the platform as part of a trial program, allowing for the trading and clearing of Ethereum-based tokenized assets. The trial is part of ASX's Distributed Ledger Technology, DLT, based settlement project, Cinefy, which was launched in November. The platform offers clients access to ASX's DLT infrastructure, data hosting, and ledger services, enabling them to build blockchain applications off of it. Ovenu Inc., a leading provider of -of state-of-the-art technology solutions for valuation and financing of real-world assets for business-to-business and financial institutions, announced the acquisition of Irident including its pre-software and IP. Iridem provides an AI-enabled portfolio management engine and asset analytics platform to enhance asset management and valuation. Iridem's technology includes deep learning capability to curate lakes of fundamental environment, social, and governance, or ESG, proprietary and other metrics to drive investment performance, including asset valuation. So things are really picking up in security token land, including applying AI to all different sorts of things. It's really exciting times even throughout this bear market. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday. Wiggy Wiggy, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Gogh. Last week's top story all over social media was Mark Zuckerberg and his less than ideal Horizon World Metaverse graphics. With captions saying $10 billion for this, followed by what graphics from old video game systems it resembled. Horizon World has had a fast-growing user base, which makes me only just wonder what the clout from this will mean for the growth of their platform. But who knows? Stay tuned to find out. Gordon Ramsay enters the metaverse as Hell's Kitchen partners with The Sandbox. Sandbox said that the partnership will add Hell's Kitchen-themed assets, including limited edition Gordon Ramsay avatars, that will later on allow players and metaverse enthusiasts to contribute their own experiences. And moving forward with something cool, I, I think it's great, and I'm excited to see what it does, is Terra Zero partnering with VentureBeat, the tech and gaming company, to build a metaverse event center in Decentraland. Terra Zero and VentureBeat came together to create this event space for this event called MetaBeat in October 2022. With the founder saying it's going to be a lot of fun creating an event space in the metaverse that VentureBeat will use not only for MetaBeat, but for other events throughout the year. Next up, Match Group, the parent company of popular dating app Tinder, says it is cutting the funding for Web3-related research and development, blaming the departure of the current CEO and a disappointing Q2 earnings. In a letter to shareholders on Tuesday, Match Group CEO Bernard Kim revealed that it will be scaling back its metaverse investments as plans to release an in-app digital currency called Tinder Coins has failed. That is all, and that was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Vengel. All right, thank you, Eve, for that metaverse update. Classy, as always, looking forward to more of that. Now, Megan, you know what time it is. We're rolling the company of the week, each of us. Keep in mind. Each company at the end of the year gets a vote in company of the year. So this is huge, really playing for all the marbles here. I'm going to kick it off right now if that's cool. 
So I'm going with the one and only Invenium for my company of the week. They recently, for those who don't know, Invenium is a blockchain based Oracle. They could take in asset level data and credential it on their blockchain, make use of it in the security token space or just the traditional kind of valuation space. They just signed a new distribution agreement with Growth Tech, a blockchain servicer out in Brazil. They've been working on this for the better part of 2022, specifically Marcin Kunha brought this to fruition, made that happen. We love seeing the expansion to the international capital markets. We see a lot of things happen on the token space and the decentralized space, especially in kind of emerging markets and just foreign issuers and investors. Congrats to the entire Invenium team. This is huge. We know the uh, we know how strong the international market is from secure token advisors and secure token market on an issuer and user base, respectively. Looking forward to more. Yes, Megan, sir. Talk to us. What oh, you thinking? boy. OK, well, we've already talked about it a little bit. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Australian Securities Exchange um, is my company of the week for multiple reasons. Uh, the standout to me is that they are, well, not only officially joining the token revolution, but they are, a statement was put out that they're kind of looking beyond crypto into the industry as a whole and seeing what they can essentially bring into their ecosystem on a larger scale, which is asset tokenization. Um, It goes beyond, you know, cryptocurrency. It does tie into it. So it not only just strengthens their position, but it allows for their ecosystem to just expand beyond crypto. And um, they've also recently had a hand in the tokenized carbon credit transaction in late June. Very interesting. Yes. So they are being very progressive in leading this wave. That's why they are my company of the week. They uh, are also the, they had a merger about what, back in a little bit ago. A little bit ago, over a decade ago, but making them the the largest Australian securities exchange, which is huge. Anytime you hear a big name like that popping in, you know there's about to be some market shakeups, so huge. Yeah, so that's that's my company of the week. Uh, Hopefully we see some more announcements from... I'm sure we will. Yes. Trends are flowing that way. So... Let's get into it. I think it's only right that this week's main topic is the globalization of security tokens. Peter and I have not stopped talking about uh, tokenization on a global scale. 24 7. 24 7, 365, all of the above. We are here constantly talking about tokens. So let's get right into how we are, you know, seeing tokenization grow on a global scale. So, you want to kick us off, Peter? Absolutely. So I kind of touched upon it with the whole Invenium uh, blurb before about their, let's say, partnership distribution channel in Brazil. And this is a pretty common theme. I know the company specifically works with a lot of issuers in the Middle East, in Asia, in Europe for interesting reasons. So a lot of what happens when you're securitizing assets on the blockchain, valuing them on the blockchain, issuing tokens, whatever step of the way you're in, you know, the blockchain based process here that we like to call it, getting on the blockchain rails. Um, a lot of the benefits become, you know, mark to market. You get certain transparencies that helps finance finance parties and lenders, borrowers, anyone on either side of the equation, kind of get better data, better transparency. And what that does, what Invenium finds, what we find is that a lot of the lending terms, borrowing terms, financing terms in general are better, right? Everyone realizes, hey, I have a backstop now. It's not such an illiquid asset if I'm dealing with a private equity fund, a private credit fund, a real estate asset, something illiquid, whatever that I maybe have to hold 10, 15 yeah. years. 
I know now I'm always kind of sale ready, always token ready. I can trade things. I can find a buyer at least with the most real-time, monthly, up-to-date valuation, whatever it may be, whatever step of the process we're at. Um, and that's great. Provides better terms. And a lot of what we're seeing, especially over, um, over abroad, not here in the States, is that investors and asset owners need these better terms. You know, The financing market, the capital market is very different than here in the States. And they find these services to be kind of extra extra needed, extra necessary to really bring capital markets to fruition. So it's awesome seeing that Invedium still trailblazing abroad and kind of building the foundation there while we're figuring out what's happening over here in the States. Well, you know my favorite word. What is it? Liquidity. <laughs> I just learned that actually right now. So you didn't. Now you know, the more you know. So yeah, I mean, exactly. And so building off of that, as we develop, as you know, NOSA and I are really focused on building out the data partnership network. Um, mm -hmm. We have seen from glo globally, we have assembled this current team of, you know, we have Realty who is based in the U.S. They're trading their securities globally. Mm -hmm. That is tokenized U.S. properties. And they actually just uh, enabled... Uh, the purchasing and trading of that in the U.S. as well. So now, not only in the U.S., but globally, you can buy and sell the Realty tokens. Um, we have Stobox with offices in New York, Dubai, Ukraine, and British Virgin Islands. We have Actionariat based in Zurich. Uh, the CryptoZex out of the Philippines, mm -hmm. Archax in the U.K. So we are globally building out this network and you know, it's only getting bigger. So yeah, just more then, to tap into. Well, so yes, exactly. And as, as we assemble the data um, and essentially centralize the data that is coming from all over the globe um, and tracking the different projects, I think that we're going to continue to see not only um, the different regulation, the different token regulations, but the development of kind of people realizing that there is a broader market to buy and sell assets. assets yeah. yeah, because previously, you know, that wasn't realized and it, it, it couldn't be done. So definitely. Meg, you make a good point about the regulations, too. We think, you know, we know jurisdictions have all these varying regulations. What the SEC enforces and FINRA enforces on the infrastructure side here will not be the same as the UK, right. as anywhere anywhere in Europe in general, anywhere in Asia, Singapore specifically is another area that's kind of trailblazing this. But what's very cool is if you could have an asset that you're tokenizing now, we know the smart contract functionality that really runs these tokens, that is right. what tokens are all based on, can be pre-programmed in accordance to whatever regulations. So if I'm an issuer in the US, and maybe I want to hit a few other jurisdictions, it's possible I could say, hey, when I'm developing my tokens, I want to abide by not only SEC guidelines, but I want to make sure I'm compliant, onboarding any investors from the UK, um, from Luxembourg, from other areas, whatever it may be. And we can do that. So now you have not only one jurisdictional compliant token, you have kind of cross-jurisdictional compliance. And a couple, uh, I think, Securencies, one issuance platform that I think this is their main priority, pretty much. Tokenies, another with their on-chain ID. A lot of these issuance platforms that we work with and that we're seeing are making this a priority. Because why? They realize the effect globalization of security tokens is kind of where everything's shifting. 
you gain access, whether you're an investor, yeah. an issuer, or just an involved party, a user, you get access to all that. So by doing everything as compliant as possible across as many kind of you know fields as we can, crossing different barriers, the more global we'll be, the more fluid, the more liquid ideally, have one marketplace or a handful of marketplaces with investors from all over, and then we're golden. Even Meg, look at our own security token market crowdfund that's now live. We have investors right. from 11 countries, including United States, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Brazil, Israel, Spain, UK, Taiwan, Germany. We saw Archex last week got an investment from Aberdeen, one of the largest asset managers in the UK. We saw earlier in the year T0 had ICE invest in them. These are some big players moving in on kind of a global scale. So the trends are all pointing that way. And the beauty of it is that we could kind of program all of this, facilitate all this in the background, compliant with any regulate, any regulatory parties that we need. And this is something you'll never get before. When you're dealing with your own direct investor network, you're not going to find someone in a, a far off country unless you're really actively outreaching, outsourcing, and finding that investor. Now we have an avenue to do all that, you know, pre-programmed right here. Right. And uh, I did want to have a special emphasis on re real estate mm -hmm. globally. Uh, real estate is currently making up about 89% of the securities market um, currently. So I think it just goes to show that the demand, which I guess real estate is historically one, the best performing asset um, asset class, uh, you know, it's giving people, the, the, the demand is there. It's giving people access to this prime investment, you know, that was previously very um, illiquid, it, higher barriers to entry. So not only can you invest globally into real estate, you're also given access to far more properties. You know, now you and I can go get a, a realty token or invest oh, yeah. in, you know, properties globally. We have projects out of what, Australia, um, the U.S., there's, I mean, the list goes on from uh, Spain heavy on the real right. estate game right now. Uh, so anyways, yes, uh, tokenization, I just feel like it's it's giving people access to that market that was previously just not reachable, mm -hmm. um, especially kind of the value proposition of cryptocurrency in general. It's like security tokens are just adding, you know, added benefit and regulation within that realm. Definitely. And people got so used to trading crypto, buying, selling it from whatever right. centralized venues, maybe decentralized venues, and they're used to having, you know, no border no you know, borderless transactions, you know, you right. can buy whatever. It doesn't really get affected. It's a global asset. And so when you even look at things in the public markets here in the States, if you're an international uh, investor and you want to buy U.S. stock, you usually get something called an ADR. And this is basically a representation of the stock, but not really holding the stock itself. It's really held by a third party and you just have the representation. Why would we do that if we could just tokenize these assets in general? Right. On the public side, on real estate, on a liquid on a liquid assets like private equity shares, VC interest, free IPO shares, and make it cross-border compliant. That way, no need for ADRs, no need for third-party fees to hold that ADR and to give you access when you have direct access right there by holding a security token. That's really where things are also shifting on the on the public side. Well, and then you can go, go even further and hold that token within your wallet mm -hmm. and really tie into the emerging Web3 space as well. And yes, we've seen, I'm actually seeing a lot of projects. Not only can you buy in USDC or, you know, different currencies such as uh, I'm seeing a lot of Bitcoin and um, Ethereum. So we'll have to see what happens there. But it's just a new, a whole new world. 
Absolutely. As a final note, looking at things, I love taking the institutional viewpoint because I think that's really where the drivers in tokenization specifically will lie. And a lot of the institutional progress to date is on the operational side. We always talk about JP Morgan on their collateral management programs. We have ARCA and ARCOIN for collateral management and treasury management real time 24-7 between banks and parties that have to fluff up their credit profiles or make sure they have enough collateral on hand to remain compliant with their regulators. But also on the product side, part of my job at Secure Token Advisors is making sure we're working with the most up-to-date tech partners, legal partners, broker dealers, and banks to syndicate capital for our clients. And it's incredible. I'm, I'm talking to a lot more traditional um, boutique banks, broker dealers, even bulge bracket banks that are now saying, hey, I want to take on tokenized deals because I realize there could be a blend where we have secure token offerings that have strong marketing attacks. You know, onboard to platforms like a Securitize, like Vitalo, DigiShares, Oasis Pro Markets, T0. Yeah. Get a global investor base on the retail side or lower end accredited that we may, maybe don't work with directly. But also, hey, let's help our high net worth individuals. Let's help our, our funds that we work with, our longstanding clients get access to these and still raise capital in the traditional way. Just bring them over, get them used to holding security tokens, tokenized assets. And it's awesome because we know... If these are successful, which they will be, just given how trends are going and how the capital markets are flowing, it means the vast majority of deals in the future and of banks and broker dealers will be taken on these types of offerings, bringing enormous amounts of capital into the space and thus value creation right there. Isn't that the truth, PGAF? I believe it is the truth, so stay tuned for more. That's your, that's your great dish of STA for the day. That's it. That's the sauce right there. <laughs> it's typically something you'd be charging for. We would. We would. So <laughs> if you're interested in tokenizing assets or learning more about the network, come right my way. Well, Peter, until next week, we'll have um, your favorite host back. And I will be back to my normal segment, which is security token updates. But until then, you can catch us on chain. Catch us on chain, episode 154 right there. That's a wrap.